I'm actually a survivor of Typhoon Yolanda, where the waters were up to my neck. It was came oh, to no. our house. Have you ever felt looked down because you are young? In our culture, people think, and I quote from a song, when you are young, they assume you know nothing. It's not easy to get your point across, especially when you are trying to encourage older people. This episode is going to be really interesting and encouraging because my guest will break that mindset. She slowly started her online empire when she was 15 years old, became a CEO at 20, and partnered up with her boss to start to XU Executive Services at 23. In this episode of Above Ruby's podcast, we'll welcome our guest, Leanne Lailakaba. We'll be talking about how she started working online and how she didn't let her age stop her from doing great things. We'll also know about how she is now able to help Filipinos bring food on their table because of her digital agency. Thank you for listening Above Ruby's podcast, created by a mom for every mom and parents for that matter, embracing parenthood and sanity. Here to help you get by through weekly discussions on parenting, relationships, home, and faith as you juggle daily in life. Welcome to Above Ruby's podcast, where we talk about working from home, faith, parenting, relationship, and sanity. I am your host, Lynn, and with me today is a very important guest, Lian Lailakaba, a CEO and co-founder of 2XU. It's a remote executive assistant service company that specializes in working with creative entrepreneurs in packaging that chaotic entrepreneurial genius with a highly trained executive assistant. Thank you so much for your time, Leanne. I am so excited for this session. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm fine and a little <laughs> nervous. <laughs> you know what? This week, two days ago, I just guested Leanne's mm-hmm. YouTube channel too. I don't know why, but I'm more nervous now than <laughs> when she was interviewing me. I'm You're not doing sure. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But uh, yes, this person is, let's call it in Tagalog, nakakawaw. No, uh, she started at a very young age at 15. Can I just say when I was 15, I never thought I could start earning. I was just studying and relying to my parents for financial assistance. Please walk us through how and why you started working online at a very young age. So for me, it was more of a discovery. So at that time, it was summer. It was right after I graduated high school. I was about to start UP next year, I will next semester. And then I was just playing around. And I already had a blog at that time. I used to write a lot of short stories. I would write poems and I would post it on this blog that I have. Or I would post at that time, you know, very 
kind of activist like UP mindset when I started out with my blog and then there was this Facebook group that I used to be on before Facebook groups was a big thing where we would be comment for comment so on yeah. the different blog posts that we had and then one of them said hey I actually really like the way that you write can I hire you as a writer that's how it started I was like I can get paid to do this because my plan <laughs> was to become a lawyer <laughs> the only way that I could do it at that time I thought the only way that I could be paid to write was becoming a journalist which was I had both goals of being a journalist and a lawyer at the same time so that's actually how I started and then from there as I started talking to more people as I kept posting on my blog people kept asking like hey can I just pay you to do this and I'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah that's how I started working online yeah it's great we have one common denominator which is blogging. That's how I started too. And it's really interesting. I had comment per comment or comment exchange. I've been joining that too mm-hmm. before and I just got too busy. It's amazing how you are able to connect with people just by blogging too, right? And now look mm-hmm. at you. <laughs> now, knowing that, you know, our upbringing contributes greatly into the character we have become, how do you think your loved ones or your family, your parents, to be exact, help you become the woman that you are now? So part of my story is that my dad was an OFW my whole life. Actually, until just three years ago when he finally decided to come home. But at that point, um, I was already here in Cebu. But for most of my life, I would only see him once a year, twice a year sometimes, or thrice a year if he you know, switched from different companies. And for me, when I discovered how to work from home, it blew my mind. Like, okay, if this was something that my dad had when he was growing up or when he mm. was at the age that he was looking for a job, then he wouldn't have to leave. So I kind of really learned how to do it online so then I can start teaching like my siblings like both my siblings have Mm -hmm. side gigs right now they started when they were 16 and 17 wow (laughs) they're now still doing it so that was kind of a big part of my journey was then once I saw like oh there's an opportunity to work from home I can teach other people to do this so they don't have to go overseas Mm -hmm. to find good jobs and then my mom is a writer she's the one who started me on the path and for most of my life, because my mom started out as an English teacher, became principal, and then switched to working at the government, she still kept that love for writing. Like, I would read her old diaries, I would read her old uh, entries. And then when I actually started at 15, she got me a job later on at the magazine that she was working for, and I was, and I became their head junior writer. So she really encouraged that writing and that curiosity for me. And then anytime that I was learning new skills, so at 16, I learned graphics. At 17, I learned video editing. And it's mostly because I was doing it for her. Ah, <laughs> companies. She would be like, oh, Ian, we really need to have this, you know, tarpaulin made in the office. I'm like, I got you, mom. <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of the skills that I kept learning, I kept getting, I kept learning because she would just, you know, throw tasks at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, Leanne, don't you know how to do video editing? I'm like, yes. So she would <laughs> yeah. have me like do video editing for their Christmas party, for their reunion at class. So a lot of my side gig learning started because of just that, of my mom being open to having me take on different challenges. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And since this is a parenting podcast, I just wanted to uh, talk about how important it is for parents like me to have that trust. And when we see that potential in our children to encourage them to doing that, that's really something big when children sees, you know, that their parents trust them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just amazing. And I have to agree also with 
you know, right now with working from home, especially with FH moms, which is the common group we're into, we are encouraging them to learn, especially these OFWs, they can go home already and take care of their family. My husband was an OFW for three years and I can really say it's not easy. And I told him, you know what, give up that job because our son is growing mm -hmm. and uh, we don't want him missing or we don't want you missing that opportunity growing up with our kids so that's really amazing and incredible and you know the writing now i know it runs in the blood <laughs> yes. Yes, it <laughs> yeah it's amazing i just like that your mom trusts you so much that it built it really contributed greatly into what you are now and let's talk about your partnership with your boss in starting 2xu executive services at the age of 23 so this was like two years ago is that correct how did that start? One of the things that I went through in my life is I'm actually a survivor of Typhoon Yolanda, where the waters were up to my neck. It was came oh, to our house. And I had that flash of moment of looking through, like I said, my plan was to become a journalist or a lawyer. That was kind of the path that I was on. And I really had that your life flashes before your eyes feeling. And yeah. But what happened instead was I saw forward. I saw my life as a lawyer. I saw my life as a big part of the plan for me was I'm going to move to the U.S. You know, I'm going to have this big life you know, outside of the Philippines. And I hated it. That was actually the feeling that I got. I was like, if I continued on this path of my life, if I died, I wouldn't have been happy. So then I literally changed my life. I just finished my third year in UP. I never went and proceeded with my fourth year because I moved to Cebu. Because my PTSD, my anxiety got really bad in Tacloban. Mm -hmm. So I moved here at 18 years old and I started working for this publishing company which was work from home which is actually how I met my boss. I started out as one of the book editors. I was, you know, professional bookworm. I was being paid to read. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and then I rose up. I started rising up just because nothing to lose, anxiety, <laughs> PTSD. Mm -hmm. I started yeah. rising up really fast and I became CEO by the end of the two years that I was with them. So at 20 years old, I became CEO and then three years later, Later, we had a publishing company running. I was getting to the point where I was handing off the publishing company to someone else, that someone else mm -hmm. was going to be able to run it. And I wanted to start a different business. I wanted to go into a business and start it from scratch because like the businesses mm -hmm. that I've done before and I've done a lot, usually fail and usually didn't really do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's how we kind of got to 2XU. In the beginning, 2XU started out in my head as a social mm -hmm. media company where we provide you know, social media services because that was the big thing yeah. you know, two years ago. Mm -hmm. And then my boss said, why not an executive assistant company? Because then we're providing one-to-one -one service to the client. At that time, I got really good at hiring and managing people because I was doing it during the publishing company. So then that's kind of how we got started. I was like, I want to keep working with you guys. Like him and his son have kind of become my second family here in Cebu like they literally because when I moved to Cebu I used to live in a like shoebox like the usual mm -hmm. maid's room I, that was where I first lived in because it was really cheap Yeah. when they saw me that I was living there they literally adopted me and then have me like in the condo that I'm living now that's where they also live because they were like no 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 you're not gonna survive here I'm like okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was funny because I found out that it was actually a drug den and I didn't know. <laughs> so it's a good thing that they moved me. <laughs> so that's how we started to exude. It was started as me already working with them and me wanting to branch out. But mm -hmm. they're like, okay, okay, no, no, no. You don't have to branch out on your own. We can start this together. I'm like, resources. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. 
connections. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Wow. You know, the fact that you started too early is already really good. But now that I realize that you're also a Yolanda type, I'm literally just having goosebumps (laughs) right now. You deserve all of these uh, success that you are currently experiencing. And, you know, sometimes they say there's no way but up and you have nothing to lose. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's just no way but up. At this point, is there something that you regret doing or not doing that affected how you build your digital empire? I guess the biggest one, and I try not to fault 18, 19-year-old me for that because I was young. I had no idea how the world works. Yeah, I remember I was so obsessed with titles. Like The moment that my boss opened up that we're going to be trading a new CEO who wants to be CEO, I was so obsessed with that term, with the term CEO. Again, I was 18, I was 9, I had no idea the responsibilities that it came with, the headache that it came with it. But Uh (laughs) that is one thing that keeps popping up in my mind. Because I was so obsessed with titles, I never took a step back and look at myself, like at that person that I was becoming because I was obsessed with this title. So when it all crashed in my face, I was like, Oh, (laughs) Uh. that's why you focus on yourself and not on the title first. Because basically we got to the point where because I was just chasing this title, I wasn't looking at, we were hiring. I wasn't looking at the people who was coming into our company. I wasn't filtering them as well. And it became this Mm -hmm. so toxic culture that we ended up having to let go of like 20 people in one day because we had to restart. And I was like, okay, I had to learn that lesson as a new, because I was like two months in being CEO as a new CEO. I have to make sure that I'm looking at myself and the people that we are. (laughs) So that was like one of my biggest regrets was being that kind of very title-driven person. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I mean, mistakes, they help us better so it's not really like a mistake but it's just a stepping stone Mm -hmm. and a few days ago i saw you posting on your story that you are now about a group of 60 is that yeah correct (laughs) did i get that right 60 people Mm -hmm. i was like wow this woman is just (laughs) amazing (laughs) coming up next let's learn about leanne's passion to teach more people about working from home don't go away we'll be right back For your daily dose of inspirational proverbs, visit us on Facebook and Instagram. Simply search Above Ruby's blog. Want to know more about podcasting and connect with podcast virtual assistants? Join us in our exclusive Facebook group. Simply search Podcast BAs Philippines. And we are still back with, uh, still with Leanne. I'm really loving this conversation so far. I am so inspired by your life and, you know, how you started. It's really amazing and just keep it up. I know you're keeping it up because <laughs> I see you. I've been following you on YouTube. I see you on FH Moms. It's just that we just had, you know, this conversation now and this week, mm-hmm. but I know you. So yeah, we know each other and we have a mutual group, which is FH Moms. And for some reason, even though you are not a mom, they welcome you there. <laughs> and so you are one of our FH titas. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure a lot of people mistaken you for a mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you are now a CEO or not just a CEO, but also a coach. Why did you become a career coach when you already have a business? So that's actually an interesting part of that story. It's actually, I got to know MK of FH Moms when we were doing Freedom Summit two years ago. We had like mixers for all the speakers. And I actually, when she started talking about like she has FH Moms, at that point they had 80,000 members, almost uh-huh. close to 100 if I remember right. And she was talking like how she was training these people. And then it was like very much like the universe aligning. So it was that puzzle piece. And then literally that same week, my sister 
at that time, she was 16. She was like, hey, Ate, do you remember that thing that you started getting clients at 15 years old? I was like, yes. Can you teach me that? So it was ah. <laughs> another puzzle piece. And the, the last puzzle piece that kind of started the coaching was I really wanted to get better at video. That in 2019, my goal was to become you know, public speakers. We went to Singapore, we went to Malaysia as speakers. I had that. And at the same time, I also, in the back of my head, I'm like, should I start a YouTube channel? So it yeah. was like multiple pieces coming together. And then I decided like, I want to be a career coach. And at that time, I didn't even know a career coach was a thing. I just started making videos. Every time my sister asked me a question how to work from home, I'd make a video and then I would send it to her and then I'd post it on Facebook. So that's kind of how I started on that path because I have looked at like more than 500 resumes in my lifetime. I've interviewed so many people. So I have this skill of being HR, of being the person who is in charge of hiring. So last year during the pandemic, the final puzzle piece clicked when the pandemic happened and people started wanting to have a course or some sort of guide on how to work from home. So Uh I did challenge where it was like a 10-day challenge where it was called the Work Anywhere Challenge. I developed that. I had like four batches. I developed the course. I've done mm-hmm. so many both coaching and speaking gigs about how to work from home at this point. And of course, my YouTube channel blew up. I got 4,000 subscribers yes. in four months. So it was just this one piece, like I said, after the other of like, oh, this is something mm-hmm. that you, I should be doing. And it's just now a full circle of me teaching teenagers how to work from home when at that time, when I was a teenager working from home, no one was teaching this. Yeah. So it just became this really full circle moment of, you know, maybe I should coach too. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. And here in the Philippines, may I just say that we are, a lot of us have this, an employee mindset. Mm-hmm. I have that. And in fact, that's the reason why I started really late on my dream of, you know, building a digital agency because I had that employee mindset. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's good to see people who are breaking that mindset now. A lot of Filipinos are doing that already. So that's really good. And I just thought you said you are now, you write a book, you coach, and you have a company now. You're helping a lot of people and you're probably meeting and coach. How are you able to do all these things? <laughs> well, I do what I preach. I have an amazing assistant. <laughs> so yeah. like exactly why, you know, in, within 2XU, one of the biggest things that I teach is you have to scale yourself. You have to grow. You can't grow mm-hmm. just with yourself. So last year, just as my YouTube channel was growing, just as I had this course service launching, just as 2XU was also taking off, I hired an amazing assistant. Her name is Christina. I think she's the one who actually contacted you. So that's yeah. how awesome <laughs> she is, is. She does things as me, <laughs> as if she was me. That's you know a lot of what I'm able to freed up to be able to do, she takes over. So it used to take me 8 to 16 hours a week to edit two YouTube videos a week. Mm-hmm. I do nothing. I just like record, look at my camera for 30 minutes and talk per week. She just produces all of the content with the systems that we've set up. So it really, I do what I preach. I invest in her. I train her up. I give her all of the feedback that she needs. So then she's able to work with me really well. Wow, that's really awesome. And I have to agree because you just cannot do everything. Mm-hmm. And it's very important to delegate. Mm-hmm. Delegation is something that you cannot just easily do. We have to let go of that thinking that I am the only one who can do this. Yep. But instead, like duplicate mm-hmm. that's yourself why it's to someone else. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That is very good. And that's a very good company name because I was like 2XU. You know, you don't have a lot of explaining to do because you're just applicating mm-hmm. yourself. That's all. That's, exactly. that's all that you do. 
Now, this is just a question and encouraging all of our listeners, especially that I have some people who are young right now. But how can, in your case, it just like it just falls into place, just what happened? But how can someone discover their passion or goal? So the biggest, and I've gotten that question so many times, and, and I love it when people ask me that question because then they're thinking in that way. One of the biggest ways that you can find your passion, if you haven't found it yet, is to just try so many things. Like if... Mm-hmm. If you told me like four years ago that I was going to start an agency, I wouldn't have like, what? <laughs> Why? Uh, <yeah. laughs> but it was just because at that time I was trying to find my new passion. Like, what is the next thing that I want to do? Oh, a service-based company. Sure. Uh, and I, I ended up falling in love with being both being the coach to the assistants and the consultant to the client. So just try different things. In 2018, I did a challenge with myself where I learned one skill a month. Among those skills were I actually tried Messenger Chatbot. I actually tried learning how to podcast. Did not like them, but at least I tried. (laughs) (laughs) At least I tried learning the skill on how to set up Messenger Chatbots, how to set up a podcast. You know, I'm doing the interviews on my channel, but a lot of that is just uploading into YouTube. I don't have to do anything else afterwards. So that's the biggest thing that I always try. If I feel lost, if I feel like, what am I going to do next? I just try something new. I just do something new. Like, oh, okay, this thing now. So that's just if for anyone who doesn't know what they want to do, just taste more stuff in the world. You never know what you like and what you don't like. You also find that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I agree. I have tried a lot of things too mm-hmm. before, you know, yep. loving podcasting. Exactly. So you'll just cross the bridge when you get there and then you see, oh, this is something. Mm-hmm. You just feel it in there. This is something that, for me. Oh, yeah. This is my very last question. <laughs> Nowadays, where majority of teenagers are too concerned about social media, their number of likes and followers, What's your advice to that one person who wants to start early but is afraid that his or her idea aren't valid because he or she is still young? Really good question. I guess on one side, when it comes to, you know, teenagers being obsessed with numbers, being obsessed with something that is usually like we think of as vanity metric, we have to learn how to understand that part. That's just the evolution of how this technology that started long ago has evolved into this. So that's one part of it is learn to understand why they're so obsessed with it. It could be something Mm -hmm. that uh, they were taught. It could be something that they just saw their friends doing and they never understand it themselves, but they're just doing it anyway. But if you are someone who wants to start out, take advantage of the zero followers. Take advantage of the not having anyone know about you because then you'll be able to experiment. You'll be able to try a few things out. Like right now, one of the things that I'm trying to do is I'm trying to switch my channel to be more uh, business person-centric instead of freelancer-centric. And it's a little bit hard to do because I did start the YouTube channel for freelancers. So if I could go back, I would start with this. But because I have this platform already, then I have to slowly, you know, put some videos about how to start your own business so take advantage of not having people know you so then you can find the flavor or find the thing that you actually like doing instead of trying to do what everyone else is doing that's really nice i love that and yes at this point i really can say that you know age is just a number and you can start young i did not start young but you (laughs) if you're listening to this podcast you can start at a young Mm -hmm. age and if these young people are wanted to reach you and you know get coached by you how can they find you so 
and everywhere. <laughs> Basically, find me everywhere. I have Facebook, I have Instagram, I have, of course, my YouTube channel. I'm mostly active in all of the platforms. I think the platform I'm most active in nowadays is actually TikTok. Um, I now have 13,000 mm-hmm. followers on there. So if you want to be one of them. <laughs> so I'm basically everywhere. Just search my username, just Leanne Lailakaba for all of the platforms. Thank you so much, Leanne, for this time. I am really inspired and I really like this session. <laughs> I am so happy that we have this opportunity to talk about, you know, you, your business and how you started. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And that's a wrap. I am so glad I got the chance to talk to Leanne about her experiences, challenges, and inspiration working from home and how she used them to now encourage and teach more people about online jobs. If you are contemplating about working from home, I hope that this episode inspired you to start now and just do it. And if you are feeling like your voice isn't heard because you are young, I hope that this episode encourages you that you, at a young age, can now start to do great things. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Sign up to my newsletter so you're notified of my next podcast at www.aboveprecious-rubies.com or follow me via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon Podcasts, and other podcast streaming platforms. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions, email me at nilyn at aboveprecious-rubies.com. I look forward to talking to you. Today's Bible reading is found in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, and 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And now 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. Let no man despise your youth, but be an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity.